0: Last time,
1: the group manages to get back home, but not before finding Zelane's treasure room, finding and using a magical axe that sends them through space and time, having a gunfight with some dragon dogs, and finding out that Kristofferson had turned Zelane into a f- vampire fire giant.
2: Two waves had a race. Who won? Neither. They tied.
1: Dungeons and Dragons and Daughters!
0: Welcome everyone to another terrific episode of Dungeons and Dragons and Daughters! I'm Kurt Daddy, the Dungeon Master, and to my left we have...
1: My name is Sam, and I play Mimi.
0: The druid. Elf. The, the elf druid, yes. And to your left we have...
1: Bertie, who also plays Galaxy, who is a wizard.
0: And also an elf. Moon
1: elf, and is Mimi's sidekick. I'm really suspicious.
0: Pacific? Specific. <laughs> yeah, specific. <laughs>
1: And I am not a sidekick. I am my own person. <laughs> That's right. And to my and left, I have Surfer Boy. Uh, yeah,
3: Matt playing Surfer Dave, boy. everybody's favorite half-elf. Yeah. Or I mean, halfling. <laughs> oh, man.
0: This is going to be a rough one.
3: <laughs> halfling cleric.
0: We are okay, a fifth edition D&D actual play podcast. So thanks for, thanks for tuning in and listening to us, to everyone. It's been a while since we got together. Yeah. Uh, we had we had illness. We had schedules. We have we have work. Brain we have break. life. We have things that just get in the way. I feel the need to call out last time. I had mentioned people overseas that were listening to us and how much we love them and for, for tuning in. But uh, I think that I forgot to mention that we had uh, a number of listeners in Australia. I mention I mentioned New Zealand last time, but did not mention Australia. We have just as many downloads, if not more, from Australia. Oh, that's awesome! Um, also, want to call it Canada as well. We get lots of downloads from folks in Canada. How Don't about the want our Canadian and Australian listeners to to feel left out. After that, I, no slight was intended when. <laughs> But I was mentioning people overseas. Oh, the United States? Most of our listeners are in the United States. Okay. I just love the idea of people around the world listening to
3: Heck us. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah.
0: Listening to my daughter's screechy voices <laughs> all over the globe.
3: Screechy voices, muffled people, because they're too far away. Listen, from the people love
1: Screech.
0: They do not <laughs>
3: love the Screech. The beloved character of Screech from Saved by the Bell. Because people do
2: love. Screech. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So no five star reviews. Well, we did have some five star reviews, um, but uh, we were asked not to read them because there were people that that know us and uh, didn't realize when they would leave those reviews for us that we would actually read them out. So we will yeah. we will respect their wishes and and let them stay anonymous with that. But we did get some comments on YouTube uh, on our YouTube channel. This one was from uh, John three sixteen D A V John three sixteen Dave maybe.
2: Eh. Not sure. <laughs>
0: Uh, I just want to say I have just recently been introduced to the show. I'm loving it so far. I think that That this is a great idea for families to spend time together and have fun. Now that I've seen how well this has been going, I'm excited to try this with my kids someday when they are old enough. I've been playing both the podcast in my car and watching the episodes at home when I am not out and about. I just about lost it when Mimi conjured the dinosaur. (laughs) DM Dad, thank you for allowing that to happen. I have not laughed so hard at an event happening during a campaign in all my tabletop RPG hours. (laughs) This show is great. Can't wait to get caught up with the adventure and see where the girls go from here. Definitely will be sharing this with my D&D group. It's awesome.
1: Thank you. So, thank you.
0: Thank you John316 Dave for that.
1: Why is your name Dave?
0: <clears throat> Dave Maybe is a it It's a fairly common name. There's I mean, lots of Daves in the world.
1: Like couldn't you pick something else than Something
0: more creative. Well, if anything, then maybe it's his parents that were not very creative. If you really wanted him (laughs) to get a different name. No, 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 but it's a
1: good name, just maybe.
0: (laughs) I agree, it is a great name.
1: Yes, but. So,
0: yeah, it's been a while. So let's uh, let's get into it. Let's play Dungeons and Dragons. (laughs) So, recap a little bit, girls. Do you remember where we left off? It's been a while. I remember. So we, you had just transported yourself away from the fire giant Zelane Stronghold, who yeah. you found out had vampire also fire giant. had also oh. been turned into a vampire fire giant by Christofferson. You had used the dwarven axe relic that was in Zelane's treasure room to transport you through space and time back to Mount Olympus.
1: And we got a curse.
0: That's true, yes. You know that uh, that three of you would have been cursed for, for using that. You don't know exactly what that curse was. But you seem to be uh, not too troubled by it because Dave has the ability to lift curses. So
1: he can't do it on himself. We'll see what the
0: repercussions are that and see uh, what it is that Dave can, can do to mitigate that. Yeah. You arrived at the top of Mount Olympus during the day. You get greeted by the warm, dry weather of the, of the desert that this mountain range is in. And things have changed at Mount Olympus since the last time that you were here. The biggest change that you see right in front of you is that the large opening that led down into the heart of the mountain has now been covered up by a small fortress. A dwarven-built fortress that has six dwarven guards standing out in front of it. That lower their halberds at you. Um, a halberd is a an basically a big axe on the end of a long pole. It's like a pole arm with an axe head at the end of it. And they point these weapons at you. And one of them yells out, "Who goes there?" Mimi. So before we get into that, one of the things that I'm going to do a little bit differently with this episode, so this is a little bit of a maintenance episode as well, because there's there's lots of things that have been building up that we haven't gotten to. So um, I'm going to try and move things along a little bit faster um, along the lines of what it is that you want to do. Um, we're going to have some progression of time that's happening with it. Um, just because I, I want to try and move the story along as much as I can. We spent so much time in the last arc, which was great, which was a lot of fun. But just looking at the overall timeline, I'd like to move things along a little bit faster in these portions of the story.
1: Life can be very slow, though. it can
0: <laughs> So, but we will, we will stop and we will, we will role play and we will roll a dice. And um, we will
1: time travel through time. If,
0: if you want. Um. And we
1: will make stuff faster and we will defeat Christopherson. I think that's his name. And then, yep. And this whole thing will end. Ta-da.
0: Right. So I'm going to try a couple of things out with this. We'll see if it, if it works or not to, to move through it. But uh, yeah, you are now back in Mount Olympus. And now all of a sudden there's these new dwarves, soldiers that are there that are barring the entrance to it. So what is it that you would like to do now that you are back in Mount Olympus after so long?
1: I want... To hmm. get a pet, duck.
0: <laughs> yeah, I might need to do some. Shopping. No, no, no! I okay. want
1: to actually get a pet bunny.
0: You want to get a pet bunny? Can okay. I, okay. A, what? You want corgi? You want to get? You want to see if you can find no, a remember, pet corgi? You're making your corgi munchkins. Your okay.
1: Corgi munchkins. Okay. Oh yeah, <clears throat> making a skit, Naska, no, a Frankenstein right. corgi. So b- b- before
0: we get into that, um, I do want you to get past these guards. These are these dwarven guards. They have no idea who you are. They yell down, who are you? Who goes there?
1: I am Mimi, and I am a Uh, musketeer. And this is Surfer Boy, the other musketeer.
3: (laughs) My name is Dave, Gall. darn it. (laughs) No. Michigal, bless me.
1: I am also a musketeer. Uh, Her name is, she's my sidekick, Galaxy. No, my name is Galaxy, and where's Beth?
2: Mimi,
0: Galaxy, and Dave, the the three musketeers? That's right.
1: Yes, but Dave's also known as boy. I mean, I kind of like a better boy.
0: You like, uh, do you like it better than the name
3: my mother gave me.
0: Yeah. Kind so, of. so Mimi, because you've been doing, you're doing most of the talking. I need you. I want you to roll a persuasion check, but do it with advantage because I would say that Dave and Galaxy are helping you with this.
1: Okay. Yeah. Uh, pers- wait, what is it? Uh, persuasion. We are not helping her with this because it, she's all on her own and to no, I got want the same, same rolls. Not. I got two of the same rolls.
0: Well, what did you get?
1: Fifteen.
0: Fifteen. Okay. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Do you have anything to add to your persuasion? Nope. Oh, okay.
1: That's sad.
0: All right. So the so the one guy is like, "Oh my gosh, you've been, you've been gone for three months. What have you been all this time? Please come on in. There's lots of people that want to talk to you." We time
1: uh, traveled. No, um, traveling This space vampire, vampire, teleported us to this crazy place.
3: It's only through the grace of Mishikal that we're speaking right now.
0: And who's holding the axe right now?
1: Dave. No, oh, I-, I thought
3: I thought that galaxy
1: had it dave dave dave
2: dave Dave, Dave, so
0: the the dwarves the guards um as you start moving in they all of them start staring at you dave and they're staring very openly and agape at the the large axe that is is in your hands and they're like where did you get that
3: well we found it in a A giant's treasure hoard. We used it to to travel through space and time to come home again. Mm -hmm. We had been transported back in time.
0: Do you you know what that is?
1: Nope.
3: No, we were only told that it had the power to bring us us home.
1: And also, we got cursed. We think.
3: And yeah, we were told that it would curse us, but hopefully Mishikol can help with that.
1: But she said she probably wouldn't help us. Well, well she, means she meant
3: like direct intervention, like saved us from dying when we fought the dragon.
1: Oh, we did die.
0: So the some of the dwarves, they go off and they start whispering with themselves. Um, but they, they let you through. Um, and one of them goes actually running off ahead of you down the, the, the large uh, staircase uh, down into into the heart of the mountain. So, yes, you are inside Mount Olympus now. You are back home. You haven't been in, here in months the 3 months that you were gone could actually would be a bit of a surprise because you did not spend 3 months no. in that other snowy place or under the mountain in Zelaine's stronghold. It
3: was like a what a week maybe. A week or two. Yeah.
0: At most. So there's been a time shift and well that was enough time for these dwarves to erect this this structure this sort of guard tower over the over the opening into into Mount Olympus. So now Let's get to the things that you wanted to do.
1: I want to buy a pet bunny. You want I a pet bunny? An M&M cookie and a Corky. Yep,
0: you wanted a Corky. So one thing I wanted to bring up to you, Galaxy, is that you still have that magical book mm-hmm. that you bought last time, and you haven't had a chance to use it. This was a tome um, for creating a golem, and it was for creating a flesh golem. So that means that. Um, you could create a, a minion if you wanted to. It's a strong creature that follows you around and protects you and does all of your bidding.
1: Can I do a very cute corgi that's on his legs? Well, see, that's a minion?
0: that's the thing is that the flesh golem is made from the parts of other dead creatures. Yeah you have to sew them together and then imbue them with magic and then they become alive it's basically like frankenstein's it's monster. frankenstein's monster so i suppose if you wanted to if you wanted to build out a dog or a corgi like flesh golem i would allow that but you would have to spend some time in gathering up the body parts of dead dogs and corgis <laughs> i try
2: not to cry <laughs>
1: Here it comes! Here it comes!
0: So, you're, so that's what you want to do? You're really excited about it? You want to farm dead body parts from... Go to the dog cemetery. The, dog, the pet cemetery? <laughs> She's not crying. Okay. <laughs> Galaxy, is that is that... So the, it will take... It's supposed to take a significant amount of time to do this, but I'm going to allow you to be able to gather the materials and do the rituals that you need for it in a week's worth of, of time. So, so this is me jumping around a little bit so it's like you're, you're going to be in Mount Olympus for a week and so to do some of the things that you want to do and catch up on some things you could talk to people or you could go shopping for a pet <laughs> bunny.
3: Okay well I would like to say that Dave would be very insistent about like we need to go somewhere quiet so that he can pray to Mishakal and try and lift the curse so the, the description on the remove curse uh, is at your touch all curses affecting one creature or object and if the object is a cursed magic item its curse, its curse remains, but the spell breaks its owner's attunement to the object so it can be removed or discarded.
0: Okay. So... Wait, what is the casting time on that? It's just one action. Oh, okay. So it's that quick.
3: Yeah. So so yeah, Dave says basically, like, we let's go back to our rooms. He would. T- he takes the girls back to the rooms, and they drop off their stuff, and then he, you know...
1: And then we go get bunny.
0: P- okay. okay.
3: Mishakal, please spare us from the curse that this axe has on it.
0: All right. So who are you Thank going you. to try it on first? Me.
3: Yes. Mimi. Yay! You can go on, Mimi. <laughs> but it's okay. not worth Dear it. Do you
0: miss Can you can you roll a perception check for me before before you cast this? Yep. Ooh. Seven. Seven. Okay. All right. So you get in front of me. you start praying to to call to, to Mishikol, lift this curse. break the curse of this. And do you have to roll anything for it, or is it just it just happens? It just happens. Okay. At your touch. It. Yeah.
3: Okay. And then move on to galaxy. Please also confer your blessing on Galaxy Mishka.
0: Can you roll another perception check for me?
1: I'm the better one than, than Mimi.
0: Natural 20. Natural 20? Okay. <laughs> 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 I'm,
2: I'm, I'm, it's like I'm the secret word on TV Pee- <laughs> <Wee> Herman. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, word of the day.
0: <laughs> so one thing that you do notice about, about Galaxy um, because I think that she was the first one. I think she was the one that was originally holding and activating the, the, the axe. Yeah,
3: because she was the the wizard. She had rolled like an arcana check and mm. yep, she was the one who like knew the most about being able to activate.
0: She Yeah, she had determined that um, all three of you would yeah. have to hold on so to the rolling. axe at the same time to activate it and, and get transported. And looking at, at Galaxy now, that's when you notice that she's just hair shorter Hmm. than what you remember and like maybe she's just in the like the last day or so it looks like maybe she put on a couple pounds like she's looking a little little squatter how dare you and she's got just the littlest bit of like like peach fuzz just turning you into a dwarf on her cheeks so but then but you cast the spell and you lift the curse and you notice that that goes away and she just straightens <laughs> up a little bit more she thins down just just a hair just a little bit but then that's when you realize that was that was the curse if this this axe whoever wields it would slowly be turned into a dwarf over a couple of days <laughs> unless they have a way to remove the curse
2: oh no and so then
3: but not least mishakal if you could spare your loyal servant
0: uh dave unfortunately when you cast on yourself you do feel a little bit of resistance to this uh for whatever reason you can't lift the curse right now okay it's uh it's a powerful magical artifact that that you know um it's not something that, that you should be too worried about it's just something that. Maybe try again later at at another point in time. Okay. But you do notice that you are actually a little bit taller than you were before.
1: <laughs> right. So you were turning to one also? Funny.
0: He was. Like like just a hair. Like like, like like me. Like five millimeters taller than what than what you were before. <laughs> like your clothes are just a little snugger than they were, but not uncomfortable. I like mi- I don't mind this so much. <laughs> <laughs> this is all right. Let's go get a pet bunny. Okay, so you want you want to go to the pet store and see if, and see if you can find a so pet bunny.
1: So we walk to the pet store. Okay.
0: All right. You go to the pet store.
1: Do, 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 do.
0: Hi, may I help you? Uh-
1: <laughs> <laughs> i I want a pet bunny, Greg.
0: Hi, hi, Mimi. Good to see you, Galaxy. It's been a long time. Where have you guys been?
1: Nowhere. We were uh, we, A vampire transported us to <laughs>
2: this winter wonderland. We were hiding from and... you because you're
0: so annoying. <laughs> oh. Okay, <laughs> That's well, a little harsh. <laughs> have, have, you, have you gone to see Doc yet? I mean, uh, I'm sure she'd be really, really yeah. happy to see you. I know what's no, going on. um, I
1: need a pet bunny.
0: Priorities. I get it. I get it. <laughs> All right. Well, let, let me go back and see, see what I've got. Uh, a corgi, please. And, uh, Wait, what? A, a corgi. Um... I don't know if I have any any corgis, but let me, let me take a look first. Um, okay, maybe I'm sorry, but uh, yeah, we don't we don't have any bunnies right now. <laughs> uh, but uh, Galaxy, we've got uh, I've got good news and I've got bad news. the the good Well, the bad news is that we don't have any corgis. Um, uh, the good news is is that uh, I guess it's not really good news, but I gotta I've got a bunch of Dead
3: corgis? Oh
2: man. Why would he want to tell her that? This
0: is, this is making just wanted to make flesh golem Right. So he's like, we had a shipment of corgis come in, but <laughs> there was Red something way. wrong with them and they died. They were D-O-A. Oh, this is oh boy, this is dark. Yeah, this is, this is bad. You, um,
1: please, I hate, I hate. And why this. would he
0: just volunteer this information? It's what right? I was it's Like, why would he advertise this to anybody? <laughs>
2: um, do you we got.
3: We don't have the breed you want. Alive, but right. we got a bunch of dead ones out back. What?
0: Yeah, that's the good news. There's <laughs> right. a pile of dead bodies out back. Does he Great. know I want to be pile a of carcasses. <laughs> no, this is, I'm just me just trying to move things along and, and get out with um,
1: can is do you have any ducks?
0: Do um let me let me check. No, no ducks. <laughs> no, we've got if anything we've got negative ducks. Do
1: you <laughs> have, a, have a cat cats?
0: Um let me let me check. No cats either. What kind of How pets about a Yorkie? The only thing that we have in this pet store is dead, <laughs> is dead dogs.
1: How about a Yorkie Terrier?
0: A Yorkie Terrier? Okay, hold on. Yeah, we've got we've got a Yorkie Terrier. I want to buy
1: it, please, please. Is it dead or not?
0: No, it's no, it's it's alive. I hate that's the, that's a question that we have to ask now. Oh man, is the pets you have alive or dead? <laughs> do you <have> dead pets.
2: <laughs> do
1: you have elephants? Yeah.
0: Um, we do have an <laughs> elephant. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 how i
0: here. we we do have a baby elephant in the back. How much? You know, are,
1: I read something. How that's, much are the elephants? A uh, hundred dollars. I'll give you a hundred coin for an elephant.
0: Well, no, no, the, well, the elephants. Get it. No, the elephants really expensive. That's at least that's uh, ten thousand gold for the baby elephant.
1: Uh, put it on, put it on Dave's check. <laughs> I
3: don't. I don't have that kind of money. <laughs>
0: We, we we don't we don't sell things on credit here. It's like be, being that you're musketeers, though you do get a heavy discount. I mean, normally yeah. that elephant would be like fifty thousand gold. You oh. get you get like a seventy five percent discount for being a musketeer.
1: Could uh, you lower
0: it? You'd have to talk to Doc about that.
1: Uh, um, how much is our pet? How much is the Yorkie? Well,
0: the the Yorkie that uh, there would be a thousand gold.
1: Um, I have that much. I have one thousand three
0: hundred five. Okay, all right. Well, you are okay? Write in Yorkie Terrier <laughs> into your character sheet. right off the thousand gold pieces.
1: You have a Where? Chicken? Where? A chicken. <laughs> Where? Where do I write it?
0: Yes, they have a chi- yeah. We have a chicken. How
1: much does the chicken cost?
0: Well, the the chicken is is like two gold pieces. It's Ow! just a chicken. There's nothing special about it. <laughs> you're gonna buy the chicken? <laughs>
2: yes. Okay. Here's your money.
0: So he he hands you the chicken. Can you roll a um? Uh, can you roll an acrobatics or an athletics check for me, whichever whichever is better for you? Why? Uh, because as soon as the chicken gets into your hands, it's, it's it starts um, starts trying to jump out of them. Ath- what is it? Athletics or acrobatics, uh, whichever you feel would be better uh, for you. Athletics would be better. <laughs> I got three. You got a three. Okay. So immediately the chicken <laughs> and it springs out of your hands and starts running around the shop. No. But and yeah. and Greg is like, uh. We gotta do something about that chicken.
1: Don't you have any cages, Greg?
0: Oh yeah, I, I can sell you a cage if you like. How much is the cage? No, that would be just one gold piece. Here you go. All right. right. am
2: mm, not gonna name my? Are oh, you team. still got to
0: catch that chicken? Can you can you roll another um athletics for me? <laughs> yeah. See if D- you can Dave's catch the chicken. Help her. Rocky style? Yeah. You, okay. You I got, get... I got another.
3: Well, Dave's helping you, so you can roll advantage.
0: Okay. Yep. Roll again. Okay, that's thirteen.
1: Thirteen. Oh, it's ten more.
0: Okay, uh, so you you grab the chicken, and the chicken just manages to squirm out of it, and now the chicken shoots out the front door. Okay, so you go chase it after the chicken. Thanks for coming. Okay, yeah, you dive out the front door. Dive out the front door. One hand extended out. You're just you're you're horizontal with the with the ground as you dive out, and you manage to grab both the chicken legs in one hand, and just you land thump. Dust gets picked out around you. Dinner. You're breathing hard, but you manage to pick up the chicken. You've got the chicken upside down now by its legs. Dave comes
3: running out with the cage, and he's holding the door open. Yep, yep. you drop it into the cage, slam <laughs> the slam it Slam the cage door closed, he puts it down, he leans again. In.
1: No, no, <sighs> the chicken's going to be Mr. Bok Bok. <sighs> Mr. Bok <Bok-Bok>.
3: Bok. <laughs> and then Dave looks up at Mimi and just bursts out laughing.
0: <laughs> Mr. Bok Bok, okay. Uh,
1: what should I name my Yorkie? I know, Abby.
0: Ab- Abby the Yorkie. <laughs> Abby Terrier,
3: I love
1: it. Yeah, okay. Mr.
0: Bok-Bok. Okay, we'll write that down because I'm I I'm not going to keep track of that. I did. Okay, Mr. Bok-Bok. Of course, I shouldn't have. To, I don't have to tell them the right things down in their character sheet. They just <laughs> do it. <laughs> do it whenever they want. Right. Um, so
3: they, they don't write down the things you tell them to. They only <laughs> write down the stuff that they want in the moment.
0: That's true. So okay, so you got you've got your pets. Uh, you've named them now, um, and like the ponies, um, I'm gonna. I, I'm not gonna.
2: Well, I'll or use them however I see fit. Yeah,
0: because they could be interesting hooks um, or things that you have to worry about um, in the future. But I don't know if I'm if <laughs> I'm willing to go so far as to say they're they're Dad. indestructible like the ponies are.
2: So when
1: we're fighting, at Christopherson, except the and- at, When we're fighting Kristofferson at some point, <laughs> and we're almost gonna die. Mr. Bakpac jumps out and scares. the... Christofferson, and then we win.
0: M- Mr. Bachbach is going to be. <laughs> Mr. Bachbach is going T- to give <laughs> <laughs> that edge yeah. just enough to to save the day just, and no. save the world.
3: Just. Ah! <laughs> is there a place where we can buy like potions and or magical? Oh, oh
0: yes, I'm, yes, I'm it is actually the same I'm shop.
2: Like,
3: oh
1: I, <laughs> well, then I'm I go a, back. Yeah, it, that was I'm part of potion of, of acid.
3: Yeah,
0: Greg took over uh, the the selling of the inventory for the magical items that have been coming into into the musketeer. and the pet shop. And he just to, well, isn't it just happens wasn't really a pet shop. It's just like this is where they sell like animals and stuff right. too. Wait,
1: if you want to test, stuff.
2: okay,
0: uh, Greg.
1: Wait, wait, Greg. I'm- do you have any food? I don't like food. I can feed my chicken, Mister bok Bok-Bok?
0: Um, it's like yeah, we've uh, we've got some some chicken feed that we you How can have. How much is that? It's just one gold piece too.
1: One more. Okay. Here you go. Three
3: gold okay. pieces. So, um I'm curious no, on your uh, magical item
1: inventory.
0: Um, well, yeah it's uh is not as is not as robust as it used to be. Um, once People the been uh, buying it up lately. What huh? once, once the once the dwarves came in, they kind of put uh, put a lockdown on uh, how much we distribute out the the magical items.
3: Are these the dwarves that built the fortress? Yeah. Why are they controlling the flow of magical items? Well, you know,
0: um. The uh, the the dwarves came in at uh, at the order of uh, King Fireforge. Um, he's been kind of the main patron of the the musketeers, uh, at least from from what I understand of what I've heard from the other musketeers and from from Doc, is that he sort of gave this mountain to Doc and the original musketeers um, as a sign of good faith. So he's got a lot of influence about what happens here, and. Uh, you know, word got around that we got a lot of gold and magical stuff that came from uh, uh, from the Xelocint Elven Kingdom after you guys had killed that dragon. Um, and so when you get a lot of money and magical items coming in, it has a tendency to pique people's interest. And so they've been coming in and meddling around a bit more than they had before.
3: Interesting. Thanks for the information. What do you have available?
0: Well, um, I, I do. Uh, I do have some potions here. Um, so, is there anything specific that you're looking for? I mean,
1: a healing potion Pacific? would be
0: nice. Did I say Pacific?
3: I heard specific. I heard
1: Pacific. Yeah,
0: stop messing with me. <laughs> yeah, I've got, I've got a couple of uh, uh, regular healing potions. Um, I, I do have uh, one one greater healing potion. That one's pretty expensive, though.
2: What's the
3: What's the cost on that?
0: Well, that that one is. Uh, because of the the, the discount, um, that one's only 800 gold.
3: And what are the regulars? Uh, the,
0: the regulars they go for about 100 gold pieces.
3: How many of those do you have?
0: Uh, I have uh, four of those.
3: I'll take two of those.
0: So that'd be uh, regular healing potion would be 2d4 plus four hit points that you would get back for that. Thank you. And just uh, mechanics-wise, uh, for using those in combat, uh, I, it is a action to drink a potion. But right. you still have the ability to do bonus actions or reactions in that round. It's just you have to use your full action yep. for for drinking the potion.
3: Do you have any other non-healing potions? Do you have any potions of will Improve me physically or mentally?
0: Um, I do have a uh, a potion of haste that's available. How much that, is that that one's really expensive, though. How I mean, much? that well, that one's that one's a thousand gold pieces.
1: Oh, uh, I could have afforded it, but I can't. But
0: now. no, you had to get a Yorkie Terrier <laughs> instead. <laughs> <No>. Yeah. <laughs> I have
3: enough left over after that for to, to carry me over for a while, so I think I'm going to take that potion of haste. Okay.
0: What? Go ahead and run it in.
1: You have enough. So I'm
3: down, I, have a th- I, I had 1,058 left after buying those two healing potions, so now I'm down to 58 gold pieces. All right.
1: Oh, oh. at least he has less than me. Well should, worth it, though, because haste should.
3: haste is really cool.
1: You should have bought an elephant.
0: I didn't have enough for the elephant. Yeah, the elephant, elephant was ten thousand
1: gold pieces. Well, why did you make it that expensive, Dad? Yeah, because yeah, I, Dad,
0: elephants Dad. are expensive. They're they're not they're they're not native no, to the a, area of the world was, that you're in. It
1: was a baby.
0: I know a baby elephant is even it's more expensive. expensive.
3: Yep, exactly.
1: Ah.
0: Uh, <laughs> uh- <laughs> No, this is going to be their new thing. It's like always on the lookout for a baby elephant that they yep. can get. Yay!
3: Yeah! <laughs> You've seen a baby elephant, so now you can turn into one.
0: <gasps> right?
1: I turn into a baby elephant. <laughs> well, she would just
0: argue that she saw an elephant at the at the, the zoo, zoo when she, she was, was little. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: No, I saw an elephant at the store when I wanted to buy one.
0: Well, and she does have a really great workaround with uh, her uh, summon animal spell. She could just like summon animals up to that certain level, right? And now she's seen the animal. Now she can turn into it. Totally. Ah! That's how. Yeah. That's why I allowed her to That's be smart. able to turn into a dinosaur herself because right, she summoned, summoned summon the dinosaur. Wait, has she
1: seen the dinosaur? Oh. Summoned, I allosaurus. summoned the dinosaur, then I saw the dinosaur, then I turned into the dinosaur.
0: Yep. <laughs> Although she did say that she saw the dinosaur at the zoo as well. I remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, what kind of zoo is this? this is an awesome
1: zoo. My um, a, a parents owned it before, you know...
0: Oh, All right, so, so I'm going to say that you, you have lots of downtime at Mount Olympus. Um, so is there anyone in particular that you wanted to go, Beth. go talk to? So yeah, Beth. you've got Beth. Beth. You've got Doc. Yeah, let's go um, see Beth and Doc. The There's Beth also there? um, Blondie. He's back. Um, and to remind you, um, the last time that you were in Mount Olympus, they still had... That dwarf that was claiming to be Rusty locked up in the in the jail cells yeah.
1: downstairs. Who is Rusty again?
0: He was the the gruff dwarf that you uh, that you had met him. when you had first met the Musketeers, and they had found and Rusty was killed. And suddenly, and then suddenly, there's this new Rusty that turned up, and they locked him up immediately because everyone saw Rusty was oh, dead. Oh yeah,
1: right. like we were locked up. We're in three. With him and I was trying to charm him or something?
0: You weren't locked up with him, but you did try and go and talk to him and...
1: Charm person him.
0: And try and extract information out of him. Yeah, you tried to charm him. You, uh, I think Mimi had cast Moonbeam on him a couple of times, trying to see if she could get him to change his form, mm-hmm. if yeah. if this was some sort of creature that just made itself look like Rusty. Right. Um, you also have the Atlanteans are here now too. So those Atlantean soldiers um, are now have been sort of integrated into the into the Musketeers. Um, let's go
1: see Beth. Yeah, Beth. Yeah, let's talk uh, to Dave Beth.
3: definitely is going to want to talk to Rusty, but we can do that after we talk to Beth. Go talk to Beth
1: and Doc. Okay.
0: okay. So, so, who who do you want to who let's, do you want talk Beth. to talk to?
3: Let's talk to Beth, Beth first. Yep. Okay.
0: Beth, 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 Beth. Um. Okay, then. So as you're, so you're not quite sure where Beth would be at this point. So why don't you roll a investigation check for me, one of you, and uh, do it with the advantage, because obviously the others would be helping with this. Right. I got a nineteen.
1: And nice. wait, my persuasion
0: uh, or investigation.
1: investigation plus six. And that equals twenty five, and less. no, but it's a, it's advantage. Yeah, so roll
0: it, it again just in case 20. you get a twenty. Yeah. I got thirteen. that's
1: okay. Nineteen. So twenty
0: five. All right. So, uh, you actually head back up to the top of Mount Olympus, back into the opening, and you go back out <laughs> through the six dwarven guards that are there, and Dave, roll a perception check. I'm really good at perception. Five. Okay. All right, so, you, yeah, the three of you, you just go right through them, and they, they nod to you. They say hello, but they don't stop you or say anything as, as you go out. And you find, uh, you find Betha by Beth-a? the... Isn't that who you were looking for?
1: No, Beth. We're looking for Beth.
0: Yeah, but, well, her name is Betha. We call
1: her Beth.
0: You call her Beth? Okay, sure. Why not? <laughs>
1: what up, Betha?
0: So, yeah, you find Beth. She's by the, by the Griffins, by the stables at this point in time. And she turns around and she sees you. And she goes, it's you. You're back. And she runs over and she gives all three of you a big, big hug. Bear hug. Big bear hug. Where have you been?
1: Time traveling. Oh. No. uh, In a way.
2: It's quite a story. A a
1: vampire um, who looked like this police officer thing.
2: (laughs)
3: Police
1: officer thing? (laughs) We were
3: transported to, I mean.
1: A winter wonderland by this mean guy who was secretly least a vampire. Had twenty years
0: ago. Jed is gonna be so happy oh, to we, see you.
1: we saw Jed. Young Jed, twenty, like twenty years.
0: You, you talked to Jed since you got back?
1: No. no. no, no. When um, we were
3: back in time, Jed was about twenty years old.
0: Well, oh, that that explains what Jed was talking about. Er, yeah, everyone just thought he was loony with the way that he was talking about it. it was just like he was, he was talking about you. Um, while everybody else was worried he was like he was just telling everybody like it's cool don't worry they'll be back but he was always referring to like he was always using the wrong tense of words when like he was what? talking about you it was like he should be talking about the three musketeers like in the present tense but he always referred to you as this happened or that happened and and you're going to like when you show up it's like it was just a foregone conclusion. It was it was a weird, fall, but that makes a lot of sense if, if he knew that you went back in time,
1: and he knew he, he knew that we were gonna come back to our present time. So
0: yeah, but I mean after you know after two months of nobody seeing you, people started to think that you weren't coming back. We a lot of people kind of thought that you abandoned us, and that kind of made some people a little salty. But well,
3: we're gonna have to show our faces around.
0: Yeah, but but Jed kept talking. Everybody was just. He's like chill, well, chillax. Well, he's like they'll be, right. be back.
1: <laughs> Jed's right.
0: That was the word that he used. That was the word that I used. But yeah, but he's yeah he's gonna be pretty happy. He's gonna be stoked that you, that you guys are back.
1: Maybe we should talk to Jed. Well,
0: well, you wanted to talk to Beth. Was there anything in particular that you wanted to talk to Beth? So about?
1: food? <laughs> do you do you actually have some chips and salsa
2: finally?
0: <sighs> okay. Um. Her, her face goes stony. <laughs> <laughs> and she looks at Galaxy.
3: Dave just slaps his face. No,
0: I, I don't have any more chips and salsa for you.
2: <sighs> oh, you're
0: okay. It's been difficult to get my hands on the ingredients for the salsa. You ate all of my salsa last time. <laughs> Your eyes are a little watery. Yeah. <laughs> Tears of joy. Tears of joy. No, I'm
2: not tears
0: of joy. All right, so. It's a sandwich. All right, so where, where would you like? So, is there anything else that you wanted to talk to oh, Beth about? Well, or
1: I'm glad we saw you and um. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so
2: as,
0: you, as as you're about to turn, you hear a, and you see a dwarf go flying through the air and land in the yeah. nets <laughs> of the musculators. And he lands into it. The nets spring back, hold him in place. It jostles him back and forth. And he drops to the ground onto his hands and knees. And he's breathing hard. He's red-faced. Can I say something? And then he stands up and goes, (laughs)
2: Woo
1: I want to say something, Tim. Did you wet your pants?
0: Uh, Roll a perception check.
1: (laughs) And I got an unnatural 20. Okay.
0: Yeah, you look over. You you see this dwarf that's standing there. The dwarf uh, is... Well, he has not wet his pants, but he (laughs) looks, he is super excited and pumped. His face is red. He's jumping up and down and he's pumping his arms in the air and his, his hair and beard are all ruffled and pulled back as he was, because he was flying through the air so fast and he just looks, he just looks thrilled to be alive.
1: Was he wearing a helmet?
0: He was not wearing a helmet. No, but one thing that you do notice, um... Is that he does look like that? He's wearing like uh, clerics robes, not not the same as what Dave would wear, but he does look like that. Uh, he might be a dwarven cleric.
1: Are you a cleric?
0: It's like, uh, I'm a follower of Moradin. Moradin, you say?
1: Yes. Morgan, Morgan!
3: Can I roll a religion check to see <gasps> yeah. how much Morgan! I know about Moradin?
1: Moradin!
0: Oh no, Moradin.
1: I know, but Morgan. At a place, right, Morgan?
0: You, uh sixteen. Sixteen. Yeah, you should you would have advantage yeah. on this role, yeah. so if you just oh, okay. want to see if it's yeah, better. No, it wasn't better. Okay. So yeah, you don't know much about it, but you do know that Morden is like the chief deity of the dwarves.
3: Is he a god of anything in particular, like the Forge or anything like that?
0: Um, he is a he is one of like Mishakal, he is one of the greater gods. Um and his domains are over creation or Earth, good law and protection; those are the the areas that he he has oversight um, to. Um, and as actually, you know, based off of that role, that's that's all you know. You just know that he's the chief deity of the of the dwarves, oh, and that a great, most powerful god indeed. Yeah, most cler- most dwarven clerics that that you know of are clerics of, of Moradin.
3: But okay. as I said, my name is Dave. What's your name?
0: My name is uh, Orsik Loder. But you can call me Ursula! Or Ursula! My friends call me Or. Ursula!
3: It's a like pleasure to meet you, Or, and Mordon I put out my little hand.
0: He shakes your hand you know, heartily.
3: Uh, if you have some time later, I would love to actually consult with you about something. We uh, we recently handled an item that left us with a bit of a curse, and I was able to beseech Mishikal to remove the curse from my friends here, but I was unable to remove the curse from myself.
0: And that's when his eyes come down, and he sees... The great axe that's in your hands.
3: I wasn't carrying it around
0: Where did you put it then
3: I left it in my room you did okay? I didn't want to carry the cursed axe around okay (laughs) I thought about taking it with me in like a satchel Mm -hmm. but then I decided just to leave it. Okay. I should have said that before
0: yeah. Yeah, okay
3: Especially with all the looks that the axe got right when I first got there and the fact that it's cursed I just didn't want it
0: on me Okay. So so going back then so you were asking him uh wanting to have some sort of conversation if with him. He has
3: some time later we could consult. And maybe he could help me, you know, maybe we could beseech our gods together and and remove the curse.
0: He claps you on the shoulder. He's like I'd be happy, I'd be happy to help you, Dave. He's like I've heard a lot about you. You've been away from Mount Olympus for a while now.
3: Yeah, we've been gone for a few months apparently.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm uh newly arrived here myself. You know, it's uh, you know we've been helping out with the uh, with the injured and uh, and the sick and uh, using our our great powers of than to, uh, to to help do, do maintenance around the place. But uh, in our in our free time, we've taken to uh, to the musculators here. These are these are quite quite a lot of fun.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, I rode one once myself. I don't know if fun is what I would have called it, but I admire you for finding it fun.
0: Yeah, unfortunately it's just uh just the the clerks of Moradin that have been writing uh, these things on a regular basis. It's uh well, you know, we know we know Moradin well. We'll protect the protect the faithful. So uh, I think that would that's the reason why most people aren't, don't like to use them.
3: Your faith is strong. Let me ask you, how much do you know about the good word of Mishakal?
0: <laughs> ah, you can't convert to me. I know all the tricks. How much do you know about Moradin? Um, He's a pretty fantastic god. Look, he I protects me he every time I go in the musculator. This, Indeed, is my, this is my this is my fifteenth trip, and I haven't harmed a hair.
3: You must be a little bit cracked. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> I think
2: you're crazy.
1: Let's go to Jed.
0: All right. So you want to you want to try and find Jed next?
1: Yeah. I
3: tell uh, or where my apartments are, and I ask him to meet me there later and he and I can try and remove the curse again.
0: Okay. All right. Uh, who's going to do the investigation now to find Jed? I,
1: got... I will help you. No. No, I have an...
0: But you get have... help, so you just roll advantage with her. I, an... I
1: have an investigation plus six. Uh, I got 19.
0: You got 19? All right. So you do find Jed um, at one of the uh, watering holes that is inside Mount Olympus. Uh, the name of this this watering hole is uh, called. There's this guy.
1: There's, There's this, this guy, guy Jed. <laughs> There's this guy Jed. It's called.
0: There's this guy Pup. and it's Aww. it's got a sign out front, and it's um and it has the picture on it is just a a lonely patron sitting at the end of of a bar holding up a mug of ale. So you go walking in, and you can hear Jed talking. And uh, he he looks like he, maybe he's a little inebriated, but he seems very joyful, very happy. He's talking very loudly at uh, at the other at the other end of the bar. Legit. And He turns around and he stops in mid sentence. He he seems to be telling um telling a story about uh, about his adventures um in getting over to this continent. He's like when I was sailing across the seas, not many of my kind or from my villages come across. And then he hears mimi's voice and he stops and he turns my friends <laughs> and he leaps out of his stool and he actually uh knocks on another patron to, to the floor <laughs> and he doesn't notice and he comes over because it's and, and jed just as big as you remember seven and a half feet tall he gets that extra six inches because of the horns on on his head yeah. but he's seven feet tall but he, they get added in there too. And but and and it's the old Jed that you remember. Uh the the copper skin is all there. It looks maybe a little duller than the last time that you saw him. It's like now you can sort of pick out the details of how Dragonborn age. It's like the, the scales kind of just lost their luster a little bit. Um they're just not as shiny as they were before. And and he's as you originally remember him, he's filled out a bit more. He's not He's not all knees and elbows like the young Jed was. It's like he's got more meat on his bones and he is more imposing now in this form because he is just all around just a big, big guy. And he comes over and he gives you a big bear hug. He picks all three of you up off of the ground, which actually is not that hard because both of you girls are only like five feet tall, yeah. like 90 right. pounds. And Dave is three feet tall. Right. So picking up all three of you is not that large of a task for him to do. My
1: height
0: is 5.1. You're five foot one. Okay.
1: I'm five foot one also and I'm 100 pounds. Yes. Yes. Same, I'm 100 pounds.
0: We've- My friends, you are you are back. You are back. It is so good to see you.
1: It's so good, good to, to see you too, too Jed. We haven't seen you.
0: We were in- with you, actually. I know, but for me, that was ages ago.
1: Was and you still remember that day? Because we do not remember that.
0: I, I'm sorry?
1: <laughs> so you, when we first met you, did you notice? Oh, not first met you, but in... In today's form, did you recognize us?
0: Of course.
2: Oh. If
0: you recall, when I first met you, I talked about the legends of the musket, well, of the heroes, the three heroes. I didn't say musketeers at that time because I didn't want to give too much away. The elders of my village, they had warned me about how much information that I could give to you. But he reaches behind himself and he pulls out his pocket and he pulls out the blue holocube. And it looks dustier. It looks a little bit more worn than than you remember. But he's like, "But I've been. You gave me this, and that saved me. Thank you.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Thank Misha. Call. She gave me the inspiration to do
0: to give it to you. So Jed? you're back.
1: Yes, Jed. I would like you to meet Mr. Bakbak.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're carrying Mr. Bakbak around with you in inside his cage. <laughs>
1: I got this chicken for It's dollars. just, okay. Dollars. You know okay. how in, we'll say the movie Moana and how, like, uh. What's
0: Actually, this? Mr. Bakpak would be, is a girl. It's a hen. It's not a rooster that you yes, have. Mr. Bok-
2: but but it's the Mr. chicken?
1: is
0: still Mr. Bakpak. okay. But
1: you know the chicken in, uh, Moana? Yep. It could kind of look like that because the eyes is kind of crazy. You
0: know,
1: it's, <laughs> like Mr. it's the crazy chicken. I
0: think the chicken in Moana was a rooster. Wasn't it? Yeah. Maybe? I don't know. Well, so
1: it's his eyes are so, like crazy. This is the beautiful mister So Mr.
0: Bok-bok is cross-eyed? <laughs> yes. or, are we making no, no. that canon?
1: No, no. Cross-eyed the other side. Not like this, but like could be like <laughs> oh, that so way.
0: They're, they're, outward? No. They point in different directions. Mr.
1: Bok-bok's a normal chicken.
0: bok Okay. Mr. Bok-bok is a normal chicken. Okay. This, I, I nice got, to meet you, Mr. Bok-bok.
1: I got him, his cage. And his food for only four coins.
0: Wow, that sounds like a really good deal.
1: And <laughs> meet Abby.
0: Abby, Abby, nice to meet you. Um, is uh, <laughs> and uh, I forgot to mention that Abby apparently is completely. Already trained and housebroken. Oh, nice! She is so. That was I one know. of the reasons why that uh, that that Yorkie terrier was so expensive. I just want to say
1: it's a br- it's a dark Yorkie terrier. It's not like a blonde one. Okay, it has a pink little bow in its hair. It's a pink Aww. little. Oh, okay. <laughs> so cute. That's
2: adorable. I know. <laughs> 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 All
0: right. Is there, um, is there anything else or uh, anybody else that you'd like to, to go and talk um, to? I would like to Dave talk to Wants
3: Doc.
1: to talk to Rusty. Doc. I want to talk to Dak.
0: I want to talk to Doc. Well, let's
1: talk to Rusty first. I want to
0: talk to Doc. I want to talk to Doc. Okay. So, well, um, the general's quarters, where Doc is at, is actually on the way down to the to the restricted area where the where the prison cells are. Bertie, I need you to roll because um, there's gonna be a passage of time. So I need you to roll. So a lot of people are not gonna be really that thrilled with you piecing together dead body parts to create. <laughs> Your golem. So you're going to have to sneak out um during the week to to get these body parts from the pet shop. So I'm gonna have to so I'm gonna make you do a couple of s- um sneak checks. Stealth? Yeah. I'm yeah.
1: not good that, I'm not the best at stealth. <laughs> yep.
0: So let's let's have you do your first your first stealth okay. check.
1: Uh bye
0: you getting 8? <laughs> All right, so okay, we'll we'll, we'll get to that. So you, you failed you failed the first the first check.
1: Like someone, "Hey, why are you carrying a dead corgi?" <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I'm trying to put him to life because he acts he go he had a very sad life. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Doing him a favor. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm doing him a favor. He asked right before he died, can you, right when I die, can you piece me together? Then maybe he says, I didn't know cookies can tap. <laughs>
0: right, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. All right. So, but for now, um, so you go down. So, the next level down inside Mount Olympus is where you get down to, well, you get down to the general's quarters, but it's also the same level that uh, your quarters are on. So, this okay. is where most of the officers and the soldiers of the, of the musketeers are, are stationed at. But, Doc, she has a larger office and larger quarters compared yeah. to, to everyone That's else.
3: It's like a suite of rooms instead of just a room.
1: That's right. And but she's they're, can't but they're still not
0: that fancy. Um, they're, they're still pretty minimalist. Um, but, yeah, but given her station within the Musketeers, she has the largest quarters. Sorry. So she Run. greets you very happy, just like everybody else. And she's like, Jed kept saying that you would return to us. And I never, ever lost faith. It's so good to see. Thank, so Miss Call, for well, your return.
3: Yes, thank, we,
1: I, So what happened was a vampire who was disguised as someone else here brought us to this place. And then well, you had also
0: found out that it was actually Kristofferson is the vampire right. that that came out in the last couple of oh. adventures that you put that those two, two together. Kristofferson
1: <laughs> was disguised and brought us to a Winter Wonderland. A back winter Wonderland. In, <laughs> back in time, and we actually met young Jed when he was like in his twenty. So that's why he was saying that, and then. We came back, and it was only a week we were there. But to you guys, it was three months.
0: Yes, it was. It's been three months since anyone's been Yes, we were through
3: you. space and time, and it was only through the use of a, an ancient artifact that we were able to get back here.
0: An ancient artifact, you say?
3: Yes, it's a, an axe.
0: Where is this artifact In now? Room right now. Her would, eyes go would you like to see it? Her eyes go a little wide, and she's like, "Yes, we. Yes, right now."
3: Okay. I was able to remove the curse from Galaxy and Mimi, but I've been unable to remove it from myself.
0: Did did any of the dwarves see this axe as you were when coming? When we first
3: got here, I was holding it.
0: What was their reaction to it?
3: They were all staring at me. All I right, run you, back to my room. Okay. The, like, we, full speed, I'm dashing.
0: All right.
1: We know that the cause of it, if you get, do get cursed from it, you do turn, start turning into a dwarf.
0: What, what an odd curse, she says.
3: 'Cause I had put it in like a sack and put it in my closet, mm-hmm. basically. Yep. So yeah, I go running back to my room to get the axe.
0: Your room has been tossed. It's gone. <sighs> <Almost. laughs> what? Some <Just an> accident. <laughs> the axe is out? gone? Gonna have to bleep that out.
1: Like ax is gone?
0: Yeah, that yeah, should the axe is the dwarven axe is gone. Why?
1: Preserve us. Then the axe suddenly disappears.
0: And that's when Doc, she she shakes her head and says the 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 king has been, he hasn't told it to the musketeers, but it seems like that the dwarven soldiers have standing orders from the king to gather up any magical items that they can get their hands on. Greg was telling us something similar to that.
1: So if my wand or anything is out, will they take it?
0: If you don't Keep track of it. They very well might.
1: Okay, I'm gonna keep all my stuff in my backpack oh. and my pockets.
0: <laughs> oh, Dan, that, that reminds me. So, at some point in time during during the next couple of days, if Greg does find you, and so I'm sorry that we're we're kind of all over the place, but I'm trying to like knock out a couple of different things right. like during this week of, of downtime that you have, and uh, Greg does. He uh, he hung on to one particular magical item, or Greg did hang on to one particular magical item specifically for you, Galaxy. Because it's he, a love potion. He's he's a little sweet on you.
1: I know that, and I do not uh, like really like it. Hmm. He hanged on to a love potion.
0: <laughs> and he he says so. It's it's a bag, and but it's a bag that he says that he can. He can sew into your unicorn butt backpack and it will turn your unicorn butt backpack into a bag of holding
1: like so if you so and like if i dig into it anything can be in there
0: no not not anything but well
1: it's like nothing's in there right
0: no 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 the way the way that it works is that it makes it so that inside a little backpack you could store a lot of things.
1: You could stir, yeah. Mister Bobbot.
0: So what? The, <laughs> it's like sixty-four
3: cubic feet, or a certain amount of weight.
1: I was, okay, cut. What I'm. I think saying. it's like
0: five hundred pounds, something like that.
3: Yeah. But on. it only weighs like twenty pounds. To you. So,
0: so the thing with it though is. So it can hold a lot of stuff in it, but there's a limited amount of air in it. So there's only about ten minutes of air that's breathable inside the bag of holding.
3: Right. So if you put something alive in there,
0: it will only be alive for ten minutes, and then it will suffocate.
1: Right. Oh uh, um, I can put Mr. Balpak in there for ten minutes and take him out, then put him back, and then take him out but,
0: and then put him back. But oh, once uh, you finish building your golem, you could actually store your golem in the bag of holding because it doesn't, it doesn't require air. Right. Okay.
1: What kind of made me think of that is okay. Please cut this. Out because you've seen the first uh, Harry Potter uh, part one for the yep. okay. okay, so I can say it because the bag that Hermione has that like has all these stuff in it. That's
0: exactly it. Yep, okay, that was a bag of holding.
1: Okay, yep. yeah, that's cool. what I was imagining. Yep, yeah, that's and so,
0: awesome. so now you're yeah, exactly like that. Like where you reach into this bag and the bag stops here, but it looks like you pull out like a 10 foot long pole, like
1: Mary Poppins. Yes. Oh my gosh, does she have one?
0: Uh, a bag of holding? Bags? Sure. Yeah, I it seems like Mary it seems like Mary Poppins has <laughs> a lot of very powerful magical items that she just nonchalantly just yeah breaks out when whenever she feels like it. So yeah. So yeah, so that that was one of things so so Greg looks very pleased with himself that he was able to turn your unicorn butt back <laughs> into into a bag of holding. And yeah, he's
3: he should be pleased with himself. Yeah,
0: he's 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 all smiley and and Puppy eyed looking at you. Because again, Sorry, he's, he's got a he's got a bit of a crush on Galaxy. I, <laughs> I love the look oh, on your face right awesome. now. <laughs> Too bad it's an audio medium. <laughs> please.
1: Someone help me, please.
0: So but you know, he he so he gives it to you and helps it put it in your bag and then he's like, I'll see you later, Galaxy and, and he walks off.
2: Bye. Alright, so
0: now getting back to to the <laughs> interaction with 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 Doc.
2: Okay. <laughs>
3: Uh, Dave comes running back into the room Out of breath and <sighs> It's gone They've taken it But I, I think I might I don't know if I, I might need it To remove this curse for myself
0: Uh, Roll a arcana check Or a religion check Whichever is better for you Natural 20 Natural 20 Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: Super boy does it again
0: <laughs> You're fairly certain That you don't need the axe okay. to, to lift the curse um, But still yeah, it's just—it was just a powerful. It's a powerful curse. It's a pow- powerful magical artifact, and it just—it just resisted you that one time. Right. But you're—you're you're fairly confident that if uh, you just give it another go, keep trying, eventually You'll you should be, be able good. to to get um, it off of you. And and if you have um, Or's help, the uh, the other cleric, yeah, um, you think that it should be no problem in, like, in getting wait. that removed.
3: So, so, I, Mar- so I have to say, I have to say that. Uh, you know i understand that this king fireforge wields influence here because of the the donations he's given to the musketeers in the past but that doesn't give him the right to to ransack people's rooms and take their belongings
2: and,
3: um, yeah he could have at least asked us to turn the axe over
2: and yeah. who says
3: he he's not the leader of the the, the musketeers anyway
1: um so i gotta he's a lobbyist basically no no but listen that guy who took it if he touches it, he'll be cursed.
0: If if he uses it, if he tries to use the magic that's that's on the axe, then he would be cursed. But just simply having it in your possession does not does not curse you. Just holding it does not curse you. And
1: him. I would think and the person who stole it would probably be a dwarf. So if it did curse him, he'd still be a dwarf.
0: So you, you have no evidence on who actually took it, but based off of what you've heard and the dwarves coming in and King Fireforge starting to flex his muscles as far as influence in this area, I would say that's probably a pretty good guess that it was a dwarf that had had watched you had followed you and had seen Dave come in with the axe and then Believe leave without it.
1: without it. And so it so makes sense. Like, if he did use it, nothing would li- yep. really happen.
0: So Doc also says it's F- Fireforge. You
3: know someone would steal from me in the very heart of the musketeers
0: well things are things have been changing around here
3: not for the better well it's a good thing we came back when we did
0: <laughs> the good news is that we have been getting more support from from the dwarves it's like we now have more soldiers and resources than we've ever had before and so we've been able to take on more and more missions and and be able to fight evil creatures and have more bodies to throw at more problems so it it has been helping us but because of that king fireforge is like his payment has been to take some of the magical items and as we could see is like some of his some of his soldiers have been more zealous with it uh, than than others
3: if i had been asked to turn over the axe i would have done so gladly the fact that it was taken from my room does not sit well with me
2: Mm-mm.
3: I understand what do you you know
0: about the relic that that you had in your possession in the first place
3: I mean we didn't know much we know we knew it was able to allow us to transport through time
0: and space she says can you describe it for me what did it look like I'd do my best to
3: describe it okay
0: so yeah it was it was a large two-headed battle axe that was uh, comically large in in your hands but it was very light uh, it was gold and it was covered in 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 gems. That's right. Um, so there was like a, a layer of like diamonds and then a layer of rubies and emeralds and sapphires and it was like the the entire one side of of the blade was covered in in gems. And it was it was just it was almost gaudy yeah. looking with how many jewels were embedded in this thing. <laughs> yeah. And so as you described that to to Doc, her eyes get really wide and she's like. That would explain why they took it.
3: Do you know what this axe is?
0: I believe, from what you described, that is the long lost axe of the Dwarven Lords. Oh my. They would have risked anything to get that back. It's been lost for generations.
3: I would like to think that I'm well regarded amongst the Musketeers, which is why. It does not sit right with me that it was just taken from my room. Had any superior to me asked me to turn it over, I would have done so. And honestly, if this king had asked me for it, I would have given it to him. We, but it was taken from my room. And Dave,
0: I we need to tread this. lightly with this. The the dwarves, King Fireforge, they would have viewed this axe as their birthright. I, I have They no would have problem. hailed you as a hero for bringing it back, and they probably still will. But if you try and bring up that it was stolen from you...
3: It's not, it wasn't they stolen might. from my, me because I did not consider it my possession. I don't like that my privacy. I don't, I'm not going to cause trouble over this. I'm not, I'm not getting angry. I'm just saying that something about this situation isn't right. If instead of coming to someone who is well-regarded in the Musketeers and asking them, I would have gladly handed over this axe to them instead they felt the need to go behind my back and take it i just am stating that
0: and something's not right here understood and and i agree it's something that we're going to have to address but there's there are bigger things at play with this i understand and I especially will now your lead as usual cuz if this is the acts of dwarven lords king fireforge might actually be able to unite all of the dwarven clans under his rule and
3: that could be a wonderful thing
0: it it could be, but that is a lot of power. Indeed, but yeah. So let me worry about that. I'm very sorry that the, this had had happened. Uh,
3: I guess, if anything, I just feel a little offended.
0: They may not even know that. They may not even known that it was who you were. They 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 we might. told
1: have, them our names.
0: The dwarves that the, the dwarves who saw me with it knew who I was. Well, there are a lot of, so again, to clarify, there are a lot of dwarves now everywhere inside Mount Olympus. Now there's like, there there are like more dwarves than any other race in Mount Olympus now. And a lot of them, the majority of them are wearing the standard issue armor, um, from the Fireforge kingdom. Gotcha. So they're, they're not musketeers. They are, they're soldiers of the, of the Fireforge kingdom. And so it could have been those first soldiers that you ran into, or it could have been anybody else yeah. that, that saw you along the way. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So they, they may not have known that yeah. you are the it, legendary three Musketeers. But
3: like I said too, it's less about being offended. It's more about the fact that without ego, Dave knows that we have renown with the Musketeers mm-hmm. and that we're known as good guys. Yep. And so for someone to feel like they need to steal something from me, especially something like that, where it's like, it is in a way, it, it belongs with the dwarves. And Dave wouldn't have fought against that mm-hmm. and so he just
0: because he the just, fact that how they went around yeah, the
3: whole thing is just not sitting right with him
0: right yeah because your, your yeah your privacy absolutely was invaded It's like your room was tossed it's like yeah for no they, reason. they I went mean, through all of your things in the desk and like flipped your bed open right. and, and went in your closet and you could tell they, they hands were laid on all of your possessions right. so right. moving things along. <laughs> Uh, not not great what, what just happened um, yeah. but Doc does tell you it's like um, she's not looking for you to do any work or any missions it's great to have you back especially after hearing what you went through in the last couple of weeks or from her perspective in the last couple of months so she wants you to take time off um, take advantage of the resources available in, in Mount Olympus get used to being back home rest relax and just let her know when you're ready to, to go back to work and, and she, will ha- she will have the for you. So, Galaxy, uh, can you roll another stealth check for me?
1: Yes, sir. Well, actually,
0: no, let, let's go back to, uh, yeah. so I want to say, like, that night. We're jumping around in the time frame a little yeah. bit. So you failed that first stealth check. Yeah. Right? So you went back to the pet shop after it was closed. And, uh, so, so you try going in the back, and you the, the back door is, is open, and you slink on inside. Galaxy, what are you doing <laughs> here? Um, How are you liking that bag of holding I made for you? The, the unicorn butt backpack. Is that working pretty great? Yeah,
1: yeah it's working really good.
0: What's a, what, what? I was just closing up. What can, what can I do for you?
1: Can I get the corgi parts of Dad. the dead corgi?
0: The, the, you, want, you want the bodies.
1: I'm making a minion of Corky.
0: Okay, could you? Could you <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this isn't. So this magic, this kind of magic, is is a little frowned upon by people. They're not. They're not super thrilled about people messing with the dead and putting them back together. Um, so can you can you roll a? Uh, oh man, normally I would say that you have this. You would get this roll with disadvantage, but because it's Greg,
2: <laughs> just do
0: just do a straight up persuasion roll. Persuasion. Persuasion, yes.
2: Okay,
1: I come back. Persuasion. Forever I get an eight
0: An eight? What do you add to it? Zero. Zero, okay.
1: you could like say like add something in it like I'll give you a little present.
0: So so Greg's like, um uh that doesn't sound like a great idea. Um I think Doc might have issue with someone messing with the with the dead, even if they're 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 animals um it's
1: gonna be fine they protect stuff we want Mount uh Olympus to be protected don't we um Skates, that's a great answer <laughs> <laughs> and that's why the reason I want to have
0: it yeah okay. he's like um I'm, I'm sorry galaxy I just I just I can't I can't let you do it and he he looks beaten up by this he doesn't he is broken up that he has to tell you no. He's <laughs> like, I, th- I think you should, I think you should go.
1: Okay. I'm not coming back. Okay. So, no, sorry. I'm not coming back today. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he shuts the door and you hear it lock behind you. Now, I want you, I want you to roll another stealth check. This is going to be you going back at another point in time.
2: Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is not my lucky day, so bye-bye.
0: <laughs> Spit at it <laughs> for good luck.
1: No, no, no! Shine it up, like
0: shine You just no. You're supposed to blow on dice. Yeah, for good luck.
1: Okay, here it goes. Wait, wait, what is it stop? Yes. Nineteen.
0: Ah, Nineteen. Do you That's add anything to it?
1: 19. Yeah, That's
3: a six that was three. it. Was sixteen plus
1: three?
0: Sixteen plus three. Okay. Nineteen. 19. <laughs> awesome. All right. Yeah. So you yeah you go back another night, and
1: uh, you're the same day.
0: You go back the same day.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. All
0: right, you go back another night, and you and you you time it so, to make sure that Greg is not there, and you're you're able to g- to get in. Looks like he forgot to lock the back door again. <laughs> and you get inside, yeah, and you you pick up some of the of the the, the corgi dead body parts. I <laughs> hate hearing this. And yeah, you 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 load them up in a basket, and you cover them up, and yeah, you get. No, on I there.
1: put in my unicorn backpack.
0: Oh, the, Yay! sure, yeah. okay well if that's the case then um no no that's no that's great that you You pointed that out that you you get all the parts i was gonna make you come back multiple times (gasps) to get all the parts that you needed for but yeah since you have
1: i am smart
0: (laughs) (laughs) and humble indeed (laughs) no humble's my middle name no no hustle's my middle name modest then Uh, yeah, you gather up all the parts that you need, and so then you spend uh, you spend your evenings for the rest of the week actually performing performing the ritual. Performing? So before we get to that, so um, you wanted to go see Rusty, yes. right? So you go down to the lowest level of Mount Olympus. Uh, this is the restricted area. This is where you go to get weapons and armor, and this is also where they have the jail cells. And you get down to the jail cell that you were for, uh, very familiar with when you tried to talk to Rusty that first time, and that's when there was that werewolf attack oh, yeah, that I happened, know that. and that's actually what sent you on the that one arc of fighting the werewolves and going after Harkin, the yep. the, the the leader of the werewolves. Right. That's right. And oh, that's right. And Mimi got and cursed. Mimi got turned
3: into a werewolf until we took Harkin out.
0: Right.
1: Yeah. So you go down. Wait, wait, wait. I have a question. <laughs> um. So the the man who saved Destroyed me him. when I like was a werewolf, will he come back and save us again or something? Because I have a feeling he's coming back.
0: Eventually, it's probably eventually. a good feeling. Yeah, his um his name was On. On. On.
1: On. Let's get <laughs> on with it. On. You got it. Turn
0: on. The, the opposite of off. <laughs> he's on. He's always on.
1: Yeah. He's on to it. So, uh,
3: refresh my memory, how did our first conversation with Rusty go? Did we not really get to talk much because of the attack?
0: It's correct. Correct. Yeah, yeah your, your talk got interrupted because of the, the, the werewolf attack that had happened, Um, and maybe it also cast a number of different, like, moonbeams on trying to get him to transform into something else It yeah. wasn't happening, and he just, like, he was just rolling really, really good on his saving throws and right. all the spells you were throwing at him okay. at the time. But all of you are more powerful, more experienced now, so... Who knows? But you do get down there.
1: I get Moonbeam ready.
0: You get Moonbeam ready. <laughs> you prepare the spell. And but you get down there and you see that it is no longer Rusty that is in the jail cell. There is another creature that is standing in this cell. And you recognize this creature from the Xeloshink Zylus, Castle. It is a doppelganger. You remember encountering one of these. Someone was mimicking Jed, Jed. Yep. and attacked you from behind in That's the right. bowels of that castle when you were going to fight the Black Dragon. And I'm not going to make you roll for it because I think it, it would just suddenly click now. That this, this, this guy that said he was rusty has always been a doppelganger.
3: Yeah, I see you've reverted to your original form.
0: He's like Dave. So good to see you again. Yeah. You just hear just like the the sliminess in in his voice and wish I could say a little the same. too familiar. Yeah. I yeah. wish I could say the same.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like you. Bernie's like a little kid. Like yeah.
0: <laughs> so and his his alien looking eyes goes over all three of you. And he squints for a little bit. He's like. You've grown since the last time I saw you. I'm not able to Hmm. Interesting. What can what can I do for the famous Three Musketeers and he gives he gives a little little bow. And he transforms and uh he actually he turns into into Galaxy. Uh-huh. Spare us your tricks. I like this form. What can I say? <laughs> Is he wearing a unicorn butt backpack? He is wearing a unicorn butt
2: backpack. <laughs> <laughs> Wait,
1: is there no, Is there? Is there another Abby?
0: Um, no, no, there is not another Abby. <sighs> uh, and Abby is just sitting on the floor next to you, Abby? very, very dutifully.
1: What about Mr. Backpack? <laughs> <call> Mr. Backpack. <laughs> Mr. <Mister,
0: Mister, laughs> if you have Mr. Backpack with you, um, I do. She's in her cage.
1: Where's
0: Tiny Ginger? Uh, Tiny Ginger is um up top in the stables. <laughs> Enjoying some oats Yes And the fresh Fresh open air
2: mm-hmm.
1: I feel I put a, Some chicken food In Mr. Bok Bok's cage
0: Okay How, how pe- It would just fall through The cage Because it's It's no, an no, open I set, cage I
1: set him on I set his cage on the ground
0: Okay he starts bark, bark, and He starts pecking At the, and at the Mr. ground Mr.
1: Bok Starting to like me He's like Yeah
0: I'm it, is it? Why don't you uh, No but I'm, a cl- I'm You have to roll An animal I handling mean, though. Yeah bro, Yeah roll an animal handling Good call on that <laughs>
3: Sorry, not trying to step on your toes.
0: No, no, no. No, that's that's perfect. But (laughs) I'm a druid. I know. Yeah. But chickens normally can't be trained to do stuff.
1: No, he's just going to train to be like, he's going to like me. I got a good roll. What'd you get? 21.
0: 21, okay. Yeah, you you can tell Mr. Bokbok, he's absolutely warming up to you. Like she. She, yes. She. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> 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 calling, a, calling her Mr. throws me off. Oh, yeah. Can't Mr. Really Bok-Pak, weird. <laughs>
1: Mr. No, Mr. Bokpak um, was a girl, but he changed, so he's a boy now.
2: Well, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, this is getting us into some some interesting territory with the pronouns. <laughs> yeah. um, um, how did Mr. Bokpak change into a boy?
1: He asked Mr. Call.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or does Mr. Bokpak just identify as a male?
1: No, he calls himself a boy. It's just like, "Oh what? Okay, oh,
0: that's fine. All right, that's fine. So, okay, so yeah, but, but Mr. Bok-Bok would still lay eggs. Yes, okay, yep, he's a father. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay.
1: I talked to this person we've met before. Now, try turning to Abby see if that's comfortable. <laughs>
0: I'm sorry. Who's Abby? And it is a little unsettling to to hear this doppelganger now speak to you in your own voice.
1: Oh, well, it is this precious dog that is not yours.
0: Oh, that is such a precious dog.
1: Stop mimicking me in a way.
0: And and what and the, I'm sorry. What, what is your Yorkie's name again? Abby. Abby. So Abby actually is starting to look a little confused, and Abby is looking back and forth between you and. <laughs> You that's now in the jail cell, and she starts to whine a little bit, unsure of what it is that she let's, should do.
1: Let's leave. It's okay, Abby, and is I pick it, her up.
0: Was there any questions that you wanted to ask this uh, this doppelganger? Yes.
3: Um. So, tell me, what was your purpose in coming here disguised as Rusty? Were you merely trying to infiltrate us?
0: Christofferson asked me to come, but yes, he wanted to spy. He wanted he just wanted to see what you were up to. He wanted to keep tabs on you because. He loves all three of you very, very much. All of you are very important to his plans.
1: Oh, for him to kill us, isn't that right? No, <laughs> no,
0: far from it. No. He's doing everything he can to protect you. You are critical to his plans.
1: Are you sure? Because that black dragon was trying to kill us, and he's first kissed up ever since.
3: Do I think that he's telling the truth?
0: Well, an insight. <gasps> oh,
1: dang it. Ten. Ten. I'll do another.
3: It's four plus six.
0: It's it's hard to say. Um, just by the nature of this creature, it's hard to trust anything that comes out of its mouth.
1: Um, I'll do an insight too. I
3: cast zone of truth.
0: Ooh, zone of truth.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) So now, with with Zone of Truth, I believe that the creature could choose saving throw. the creature could choose just not to
3: yeah. answer. Yeah, he's not compelled to answer if he. It's just that he can't speak a lie, and so he'll roll a charisma, check, a charisma saving throw versus my DC, which is 14.
0: Do you know if it makes it or not? Oh, yes, you know whether each creature succeeds or fails okay. on its saving throw. So yes, and so you cast it and the magic sprinkles over the area and galaxy Galaxy's face scrunches up a little bit as this creature looks around in the cell and almost like it's in a little bit of pain but then its shoulders relax a little bit and it looks at you and it gives you a wink you know that it resisted Zone of Truth so just like before there's some, there's something about this creature well it's just getting really good rolls. But there's something about right. this creature that's been allowing it to just resist the spells right. that, that, you're, that you throw at it. I'm
1: going to do an insight.
0: Okay. Well, what is it that you're trying to, to gather from?
1: Um, see if he's lying. Okay. I got 16.
0: 16. So very similar to, to Dave, um, it's hard to trust anything that comes out of this creature's mouth. You do think that there was a nugget of truth in there about Christopherson thinking that the three of you are very important. Love, however, is not something you know. That one's hard to hard it. to swallow. But you do you do take it at face value that Christopherson does have plans for the three of you, and they're important plans. To kill us. <laughs>
1: Let's
0: leave. I don't like this guy. We will speak
3: again.
1: I pick up. And then Abby. the creature
0: turns into into Mimi as as you're leaving.
1: Stop And
0: then you see yourself waving to you, saying, "Bye, Mimi. Good to see you."
2: <laughs>
1: Bye, whoever you are. He's Bye. A villain. Come on, Abby. That's not. You don't trust him. Only trust me. He smells disgusting.
0: Birdie. Can you roll a arcana check for me? Because this is you getting your experiments together. You've been working on this throughout the week, gathering the corgi parts together. (laughs) 24! 24, okay. All right. So Dave and Mimi... Sometime towards the end of the week, that you've been resting up and getting used to things uh, again back in Mount Olympus.
3: Did I get the curse removed? You did. Okay. You did
0: eventually get the curse removed. Um, with With the help of that that other cleric, with or. with Orsik, um, and you and you and Or get along swimmingly. Yeah, you guys. I thought he and I yeah. might become buddies. You guys. Have, in the, in the last couple of days, you've you've had some some brewskis together and nice. shared some stories. And well, um,
1: I'm sitting in a corner drinking he, whiskey.
0: he keeps trying to talk you into going on the musculator again, and and true to his word, it's like yeah, he keeps going on it <laughs> just for the thrill of it. And 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 he keeps saying that I go on the musculator. You know, his 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 God protects him. It's like the. the, the and, and and of course he uses it as an opportunity to try and bring you over to his side of the faith. It's just yeah, like look sure. look how much Warden like, is is protected. Yeah, I the feel like that would be like him. a
3: lot of our conversations would be like kind of like half jokingly trying to
0: convert each other mm. to the right. other's
2: day.
1: I want to ride the musculator. later.
0: You want to go on the musculator? I
1: would never do it because I want my pants. All right, yeah. so. Uh,
0: Getting used to, to, to life again, um, in, in Mount Olympus, you're meeting some of the new dwarves and, and things like that and yes. it still doesn't sit great with you that your room was, was tossed. But most of the dwarves that, that you meet, um, are very, very friendly and have heard about you and um are just really glad glad that you're you're back because you three are like the most famous musketeers there are. How did you, we
1: get famous again? You
0: killed the Aldor, the the, the black dragon. And so you have been the most successful musketeers at fighting evil creatures. So yeah, you are, you are the superstars of, of the musketeers. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah.
0: So, but, so getting used to it and sort of getting used to being sort of celebrities in, in Mount Olympus, towards the end of the week, middle of the night, Dave, Mimi, you get woken up by thunder. Just
2: boom.
0: And the mountain shakes.
1: I feel like you know what this is. And
0: Coink. it sounds like it came from the very next room. <laughs> from Galaxy's room.
3: <laughs> um, yeah, Dave Dave hastily throws on a robe, grabs his mace, and, and runs over into Galaxy's room. Okay. <laughs> he always has his holy symbol
0: on. So, so Galaxy, you're, you're in your room. And you would set up, that evening, you'd set up a table with with lightning rods around it and you've uh, you've last couple of days you've been meticulously stitching together the the corgi parts and you've got a pretty good semblance of a corgi that's there but the stitches they stand out some of the the limbs are a little bigger than they should be for <laughs> for the body cuz some of the, some of the legs you had to choose the the best ones that would work for for this ritual and so and the corgi you had to use kind of like the f- half to face from one corgi and half to face from another, and so it's a little little mix match that's there. And the the ears they're a little lopsided, but you did a pretty good job.
1: Wait, what color corgis are they? It's
0: like it, it, it's, the body is a mixture of all the different colors of corgis. So the
1: brown corgis, the husky corgis, yep. the the regular corgis.
0: Yep. Ah! Yep. <laughs> now you did have to use the eye from another. Type of dog, so it's it's got a mismatched color of of eyes, so it's got a brown eye and a blue eye.
1: Aww, <laughs> <laughs> like David no,
3: he was like blue
0: and green. yeah, and and you did have to get the tail from a different kind of dog as well. So its tail. Wait,
1: is the butt the same? The butt is the same. <laughs>
2: oh, <thanks. laughs> is that the best
0: part. But it's got it's got like a black a large black lab tail on it. So Funny. it's got the corgi butts, but it's got a big black. Lab tail. Yeah, on the I, end of it. I
1: have a printed corgi bite. And it's in our.
0: It's
1: and, by on our little telephone stand right now.
0: And you know, to so you've got everything ready, following the magic tome of <laughs> flesh golems for creating
1: galaxy. One. What is this? You
0: know that the last step is to jolt the body awake. And in fact, you had to put, um, you had to implant little metal uh, connectors <laughs> bolts in the neck of this body. It's a corgi and corgi and so you had it out you had it you have your corgi stein out on this table with a blanket (laughs) over it surrounded by lightning rods and, and the lightning rods are connected to wires that you have hooked up to the bolts in its neck and you know that the last step for completing the ritual is to have a lot of electricity shoot through those lightning rods and into the body to make it come awake so the last step you cast lightning bolts boom and it hits the rods and it shoots all around it the 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 air in the room lights up in a flash as the lightning sparks and trickles down through the lightning rods and through the wires into the body and that's when dave and mimi walk in and then the lightning fades. What? You can feel the crackle in the air. Every, your hair is standing on end <laughs> in this room right now. No, and my... they walk in just to, and see your just hair sticking out in every direction.
1: How about my, my hair is kind of like a mad scientist way? Yeah, like, exactly. it's, yeah, I'm wearing yeah. a coat. I'm like... <laughs> you
2: got like, 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 oh, no, a lab coat on? No, no, it's a unicorn cord. Oh my gosh,
1: it's like, El, you know Albert Einstein, how like, his hair was all kind of crazy up and stuff. Kinda, my hair's kind of like that, because like, ah,
2: cause kiss and stuff. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> you put hairspray to keep it that way.
0: Nope. <laughs> so Dave and Mimi, you walk in. And you see the, You see this scene. And then that's when <laughs> you notice the tails start to move. Under Or so something starts to move underneath the yes, sheet yes, on the table. What's what the
1: line? Done? It's a lie. It's a, lie! It's a, lie! <laughs> <laughs> a lie! it's a line! What's a line? And that's when you
0: see this skin. big black tail come out of the edge of the sheet and start moving back and forth. <laughs> and it slowly raises up underneath the sheet. And the sheet slides down off of the side. And there... Is your Franken Corgi,
1: Michiko? Preserve us! Oh, no, Cor- what have you it's done? Corgenstein.
0: Corgenstein. I'm gonna name I him.
1: Came, boom. I came
0: up the name. Gonna name him Boom? <laughs> no, Because
1: like, all the lightning. No, no, boom. no, Boom, no. Boom, Boom, Boom. I like Boom. boom.
0: I like boom. Boom. Just boom. Boom. Just boom. Boom, boom,
1: boom. Just Boom. Boom, 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 Boom. Corgi,
0: Boom, the Corgenstein.
1: Corgenstein.
0: Corgenstein. Okay.
1: I made up the name.
0: Oh. So and so Boom looks at you, and pants with its tongue out and uh, its green tongue it's a green tongue it's green tongue that's a little large for its mouth it's, it's a little off but it's like it's, it's a bunch of pieces of dogs from different sizes and different corgis that you had put together but there it is there's there's boom Dungeons and Dragons and Daughters is a proud member of the Block Party Podcast Network. Check out our other shows, such as the Dungeon Masters Block, the GM Showcase, Geek Wars, and more.